Welcome to this week's Net Strength. I am doing something a little bit different because I am sick and tired of the microphone or my laptop because I'm on another computer we have in this house and connected my usual podcast um, microphone to it because that seems to work a bit better. And whenever I connect this microphone to my laptop, it also doesn't work very well. So I don't know if it's my choice of microphones or my laptop but anyway here we are and I'm hoping this is going to work and you're listening and uh you not just listening but you can actually hear me anyway get on with it right I have a few questions and topics here so first question sickness I'm currently totally wiped out by what I assumed was COVID but tested negative I can only imagine this is what the man flu is like. <laughs> What's the balance between pushing through and listening to your body? Once better, is it straight back to previous weights or a couple of lighter sessions? So, first of all, sorry to hear that you've been well. There's been so much going around, isn't there? And I think like there's obviously lots of COVID around, so I've had lots of clients thankfully cancel on me, and I never mind someone cancelling me if they've got COVID because obviously I don't want it um but others that again assumed they had COVID but tested negative um but yeah there's obviously going to be other bugs that are going around and stuff like that so what to do in terms of training when you are ill well the first answer is when you are ill you do not train like if you have a little bit of a cold a little bit of sniffle and you could kind of go to work and get on with your day-to-day activities, then yes, you could go and train. With the caveat that, you know, if you're going to a gym, think about how you may be infecting, like you would with work, think about how you may be infecting other people in the gym. But if you've got an illness where you are, like you say, completely wiped out and COVID, like, COVID is such a weird thing, isn't it? Because it really does treat people differently. And for me, when I've had COVID COVID twice now, when I've had it, I'm completely wiped out. The first time was definitely worse. Like I was almost crying with how much just made me hurt. From head to toe, everything hurt. And the second time wasn't as bad, but it was the same kind of thing. It just totally and utterly wiped me out. So in those cases, you do not train whatsoever. You rest, you recover, and only when you are feeling 100% would I say go and start training again. And what I found with COVID as well is, like when I was, the first time when I got over COVID and I was allowed out, obviously I was like a bloody caged animal, you can imagine, and I went to go for a run And I was running and I felt absolutely fine. But what I found is that my recovery from the run and from every subsequent training session that I did took so long to get over. So keep that in mind when you're recovering, not just from COVID, but any kind of illness. If you feel okay to go and train, then go and train. But just bear in mind that it might take you longer than usual to recover. 
So you might want to think about your first, particularly your first session back, you might want to think, let's just do a lighter session, see how I'm feeling whilst I'm doing it, see how you feel when you are, you know, that that, that night, um, the next day, see how your recovery is going to be. And if you recover absolutely fine, then the following session, I would go back to your normal weight. If you're taking a while to recover, you might want to do less intense sessions. So that's less weight, less sets, let, you know, reduce the length. So reduce the volume that you're lifting, the length of your sessions. So you're reducing the intensity of them because there's no point going all out if it's going to take you so long, you know, a few days to get over it. And then you hit the gym again and then you've taken a few days to get over it. So you want to probably reduce the volume, reduce the intensity until you get to that point where you are, you know, fully recovered and it's not really affecting you. You know, you're having a less intense session and you're absolutely fine. The next day you're absolutely fine. No effect. When you get to that position, then I would say go back. But, you you know, there is a point of listening to your body. And if you are not well, the last thing your body needs is for you to go and do an all-out session, whether that's strength training or running or going to play netball, because your body is so busy trying to recover and repair itself and fight the infection that it just doesn't need all this extra stress. And exercise is stress on the body. It is a good stress, don't get me wrong, but in a healthy body. If you are not feeling very well, then don't put your body through extra stress that it's trying to recover from when it's already trying to recover. So that's for that's my advice um, if you're not feeling very well. Okay, next question. And this is quite, quite an interesting question because it's a conversation I have as captain quite a lot with uh, a, few, a few friends and a few players. How do you decide on player of the match and I think this can be really controversial so I'm going to say a few things which people may or may not agree with me (laughs) I think secretly most netballers I think will agree with me now my thing on how I my main consideration when I pick player of the match in my head as captain and coach my thing is who would I have not taken off on this match whether I did or not because you know being subbed isn't always about being being subbed because you were playing shit you could be subbed because you were playing very well and your team is winning by a lot or even losing by a lot that you might as well give other people an opportunity that is another option uh, and reason why people are subbed so if you are ever subbed in a game then now, but if you are ever subbed in the game, don't ever allow yourself to assume it's because you were playing shit because it's not necessarily the case. But so that's how I decide. So whether or not you stayed on the whole match isn't uh, necessarily a reason not to get player of the match. And obviously, with some of my matches, with my regional matches, I'm not always making the decision because we have a coach. So. I decide on the player who would I not have taken off that match and there might be and quite often there is more than one person and then in that 
case, I then start thinking about, right, who had the biggest impact? Who had the highest work rate? Who, you know, performed, outperformed their usual play? And then it's answering those questions that will tell me. Now, often I could be giving the player the match to the same person week in, week out. And I don't see there's an issue with that, personally. I think if the person is working hard week in, week out on, on court, I don't see why they shouldn't deserve play of the match again and again and again. Um, and I don't think it's something that should be shared out. I, I, I don't think that's what play of the match is about. And if you're not getting play of the match, then potentially you could be asking questions, why, why aren't I getting play of the match? And how can I improve so I do? Now, I often find sometimes, you know, when you hand a piece of paper around, <laughs> I do find I look at it and go, I don't know what match some, pe- some of these people are watching. And you do often find that people who are playing technically out of position often get player of the match because people think, oh, do you know what? That's not your first position you did well. Now, I'm not saying that I don't do that because sometimes, yes, I do. If I think that is the person that I wouldn't have subbed. But sometimes I think that because people are out of position, that people automatically give them player of the match because they played well out of position. Whereas I'm like, actually, I think there are other players who performed better and it doesn't matter that they were playing their position. They were the best on that court. And I think that um, they deserve player of the match. Another, um, another consideration or another, something else that I think people vote players of the match for, <laughs> and it's always the case, if you do a few flying interceptions towards the end of a match, that is what gets remembered. And you'll probably get play of the match for that. Uh, and that is really quite controversial. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so for me, 100% play of the match has to be who do you think was the person you would not have subbed, who had a high work rate, and who basically just played out their skin. And it has nothing to do with those letters on your bib or your first, second, third, or even seventh position, if you are outperforming everyone else on that court, then you deserve player of the match. And so that's my final word on that. <laughs> okay, next, next question. Struggling with motivation at the moment and feeling a little bit overwhelmed at this time of the year, basically help. <laughs> and do you know what? I think, this time of year, I well, I, get, I completely get it any time of year, but I think this time of year is particularly hard. The nights are drawing in, so it's hard, you know, and the, and the mornings are dark as well. So it's hard as fuck to get out of bed, and I feel it as well. I absolutely feel it. When the, the, the bedrooms are dark and warm, or you're nice and warm under your duvet and you know it's really cold outside especially if you have to get up early and the heating hasn't quite come on or it hasn't warmed up 
and it's dark, which it's really hard on your circadian rhythms because when it's dark, technically we should be asleep. And so having that motivation to get up is really, really difficult. I want you to compare that. Like if you're talking about getting up in the morning to do an early morning workout, I want you to compare that to getting up in the morning when you've got to go to work in the office in particular. Because when you're working at home, it's a bit easier, isn't it? You can get up at five to nine and be at your desk at nine o'clock <laughs> and then go and have your shower, etc. That's That's what apparently people tell me about when they work from home. I don't know if that's true. Anyway, so think about... So compare your motivation to your motivation to go to work. Now, there are not going to be many people out there that always feel motivated to go to work, particularly if you work um, in a job that you're not enjoying. But you probably, 99.9% of the time, if not 100% of the time, get up and go to work, even though you don't feel motivated to do so. And so use that same mindset because you'll be like, well, if I don't go to work, I don't earn. If I don't earn money, I can't pay my rent, can't feed my kids, can't feed myself, can't go out, can't buy Christmas presents. That, that mindset, you kind of want to use that mindset and that kind of discipline towards your health goals. And even though you don't feel motivated, then just getting up and doing it and doing something like it's you could always go and say right I'm just going to go and do 10 minutes you work do your work at home or do your um workouts in the gym just say right I'm just going to go and do 10 minutes it's all I've got motivation to do you'll probably end up doing most if not all of your workout anyway because it's always that thing once you get started it never is as bad and you know when you finish, you're going to feel really, really good and so much better. So it's the same when it comes to netball as well. Like, I'm not always 100% motivated to go to netball. But if you don't turn up, they're playing with six players, potentially. So you have to get up and you have to go. Like on Saturday, those two played on Saturday. The weather was horrific, certainly at the start of my match. Towards the end, it actually did stop raining. But the weather was horrific to start with. It was pouring down of rain. It was cold. I didn't want to play in that. <laughs> I'm becoming, being regional, I'm becoming a bit of a sissy netball player and I want to play indoors out of the rain, out of the cold. And in fact, out of the sun as well. But, you know, I, so I, I honestly had no motivation to go and play. And I knew it was going to be a really tough match against a really tough team who are not, particularly nice sometimes and so it I had no motivation for that Saturday morning I was tired but if I didn't turn up they wouldn't have enough players they you know I'd like to think every one of us is a key member of our squads so even if you don't have if you don't turn up they still have seven players it's just not how we roll in netball is it we we turn up because we're part of a team so think of yourself when it comes to your own health and fitness. Think of yourself as your own team. If you don't turn up, you're not turning up to help your team. And again, like when it comes to this time of year, like feeling overwhelmed, 100% get that as well. Like I have no idea how I'm going to get anyone's Christmas present. 
I mean, I, I have handed over the reins for the kids' Christmas presents to Paul this year because I just don't have the capacity for it at the moment. I'm working really hard, which I am very lucky to do what I do, and I love it, don't get me wrong, but you're not always going to feel motivated to do everything. And that things, when things, when it's a busy time of year, you've got work dues, netball dues, um, meeting up with friends, end, end of term, like if you've got kids in school, fuck me, the end of term shit that you have to remember, it's just insane. Like even today, this morning, I had to remember, or I say I, but we had to remember Rihanna needed a party outfit to go to a party, Reese where his um, Christmas jumper, I didn't even have a Christmas jumper for him, I bought one the other day, thinking it was a Minecraft Christmas jumper, it wasn't, it was just a Minecraft jumper, <laughs> luckily had an old one, age five to six, but luckily Reese is quite skinny, so um, it still fitted him, the arms were a little bit short, but it still fitted him. He squeezed into an age five to six at almost eight years old <laughs> jumper. And it's like, it's just things like that. You know, I haven't, I haven't bought him a Christmas, well, at least I thought I did, but it wasn't a Christmas jumper. And then, like, tomorrow he's got a carol service. And I've got to remember to bring extra shoes in. And Rhiannon's having something where we can have Christmas accessories and all this stuff that, you know, and doing, like, I'm for the, for the, for my sins, I'm a class rep for Reese's year. So I've been organising with the other... I mean, I'm a shit class rep, to be honest. But, you know, fucking hell, I stepped up. So I've been in charge of the Christmas cards, so getting all the parents and the whole year group to sign the Christmas cards and make sure everyone's done it and then make sure I get them back. And it's so much. And, like, <laughs> I nearly put a, a message out in the group going, please don't hand these Rihanna Christmas cards. Because, or if you do, please don't expect one back because I'm not making them sit down and write out like 30 cards or whatever. No, not happening. Not doing it. And um, it's just not worth the argument. I don't have the capacity to do that. It's too overwhelming for me. I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> I don't do Elf on the Shelf. I don't do Christmas Eve boxes. Like, I just don't have the capacity to do that. I'm sorry. It's just not high on my priority list. And so the overwhelm at this time of year is huge. And if you're a particular person that, you know, there are some people that really do go all out and feel so, it's so necessary to do all those things, whereas I don't, call me the Grinch or Scrooge or whatever, or not very good mum, but I just don't think those things are necessary. So I just, I just refuse to, I refuse to put myself under that stress. So maybe if it is something that you're doing, like fucking Elf on the Shelf, like maybe it's something for you to consider next year. I'm not doing it. Just It's just not happening. Make some excuses that Elf has gone on holiday for December or something like that. <laughs> you know, and so try and cut down your overwhelm by not adding so much to your plate. So when it comes to your health and fitness, if you're like, I can't do my workouts, I don't have time, I'm feeling overwhelmed, then try and break it down and try and break it down to what is it that creates, that makes a healthy lifestyle. So 100% strength training, that's why we're doing this, because it does make us stronger, builds our muscle, it is for your old lady body, but it, as well it is for your current on-court body. 
that is why we're doing it. You know, um, walking, getting your steps in, that is for pure health. Like, it, it doesn't matter if my clients have a fat loss goal, muscle building goal, they all have to go and get steps in because it is a basic health requirement to get some steps in. Um, eating fruit and fed, eating whole foods, try and reduce your um, uh, ultra-processed foods, what I'm trying to think of, eating more protein. Um, what else can you say? Perhaps adding some cardio. I mean, net will take care of that for, for, for most of us as well. Maybe not a goal shooter or goalkeeper. <laughs> Don't shoot me. Um, so, you know, all these things add up to a healthy lifestyle. So if you're currently feeling a little bit overwhelmed, always, you know, the one thing I say to all my clients, you've got a plan. You have got to plan. If you want to take overwhelm out of your life, then plan the fuck out of your life. Know what you're doing every day. Know if you need to prep any food ahead of time. Even if it's just dinner, get the slow cooker out. Like you've got a very busy evening tonight and, you know, you don't have the the time to sit there and, um, you know, do some cooking on the hop. Right. In the morning, get the slow cooker out, have some stuff, shove it in there, create casserole, a curry, a stew, a soup, whatever you want to do. Knowing that you need to do that. Okay, why? What did I need? What do I need to do that? Right, I need to make sure I've got all those ingredients. So let's make sure I I'm shopping and getting all those ingredients ready so I can make my. If you're going to do this on Monday, I'm going to make Monday easy by making sure I have all the food in so I can cook. And in a slow cooker, you can easily cook two nights worth of dinner. And there you go, overwhelm managed for those evenings. You've got two dinners, or even a dinner and then have some leftover for lunch the next day. And all that did was cost a couple of minutes of planning. You know, five, ten minutes of planning to do a whole week. That's all it does. The more you do it, the easier your planning will get because you'll just it just become a habit and it will just become easier for you. So I highly recommend you plan your days. And then every night or first thing in the morning, have a look at what your plan is you know, make sure that you know exactly what you need to do, where you're going, what you need to bring with you, etc., etc., etc. And it does make life so much easier, and it will help reduce the overwhelm. But other things, when you're when you're looking at your list to do, I mean, always understand that to do list never fucking ends, does it? Especially as uh, you know. I was, gonna, I was gonna come up with all these objectives of like scribe lots of women, a mum, a working woman, a working mum, a non-working mum. Um well, you know, if you're in charge of your netball club, what's you know, if you have responsibility, social responsibilities as well. You know, everyone one of the worst terms I hate in this world is a busy mum. Is busy mums. I help busy men. Fucking can't stand that phrase. Because you show me a mum that's not busy. You show me a mum that is not busy. I don't give a fuck if they work or not. Every single mum is busy. Like, I just, I really honestly hate that phrase. I hate that phrase. Being a mum is different. 
100%. I never knew what the hell was going to hit me <laughs> when I had children. I, it's literally different. But that doesn't mean that if you don't have children, you're not busy because that's also bullshit as well. You know, being a mum is busy and ha- has so many different responsibilities in life. But you can be a busy individual without children 100%. You can feel all these feelings of overwhelm and tired and all that without being a mum. 100% you can. 100% you can. So I'm never taking anything from anyone, whatever your life situation is. So busy professionals is another phrase I hate as well. Because what if you're not fucking busy as a professional, you're probably not very professional, are you? So you know, when you, when you are um, one of these, quote, quote, busy people, one of the things that I recommend doing is having a look at your to-do list. Now, this, this, is, um, this is what I was talking about, isn't it? To-do list. Um, to-do list never ends. They're, they're still there when you die. So that phrase of to-do list only finishes when you die is crap, isn't it? Because when you die, someone else just inherits your to-do list. <laughs> um, so... When you look at your to-do list and you're feeling particularly overwhelmed at this time of year, very easy to do. There is something called the four Ds. Now, I learned this off my favorite author, Jack Canfield, and he wrote a book, he's in a book he wrote called The Power of Focus. And in that book, he explains the four Ds is defer, delegate, ditch, and do. So if you have a very big to-do list and you're feeling overwhelmed, go through that list and the things then, there are things on there that you'll be able to defer. So is there anything you can do and wait until after Christmas, say, so you at least get the busiest period out of the way? Is there some, some stuff in there that you can delegate? Now, if you are a busy mum, why don't you delegate some stuff to the other fuckers in the house? <laughs> Being very sweary today. Um... But yeah, it, you know, for me, I delegated Christmas to Paul. I have delegated that shit to Paul. I've done bits, don't get me wrong, for the kids, but I have delegated it to Paul. Um, another one is ditch. Is, are there things on that to-do list, like Elf on a Shelf, you do not need to do, or the Christmas Eve boxes, or trying to find matching bloody pyjamas if you can't fit in the ones from last year. Ditch that shit if it overwhelms you. Or make it easier and just buy them online. Um, and then the last one is do. So everything left then, you do. So go through your to-do list and look at those uh, four categories. Defer, delegate, ditch and do. And it can really lighten the load for yourself. And you can do this at work. You can do it with your home admin tasks. With literally every area of your life, you can do the, um, the four Ds. And that can really help with overwhelm. And then if we go back, I don't think I actually answered the question in the health and fitness. If we go back to like the, the list of things I said, what essentially constitutes a healthy lifestyle. When you're feeling overwhelmed, try and think, when you're planning your day, try and think, right, what can I include out of all those things when it comes to your nutrition, your step, your workouts, uh, habits like drinking water or wh- whatever habits that you want to do, if it's supplements, 
what could you do today or if if you're planning an evening what could you do tomorrow that just gets you one step closer to your goal so wherever that goal is muscle building fat loss getting stronger just essentially leading a healthier lifestyle what can you do tomorrow that gets you that one step closer and once you do that when you're fit especially when you're feeling really fucking overwhelmed if you can just do one thing you're always moving forward you're always heading in the right direction so don't overwhelm yourself even more with a huge list well I've got to eat five fruit and veg and I've got to drink two liters of water and I've got to do a workout and I've got to get my steps in blah blah, blah. which there will be days that I say yeah you can do that and you should do that but if you're in a particular busy time of your of your year of your week and actually doing all those things is becoming too overwhelming then break it down and think to yourself what can I do that just gets me that one step closer and it might just be one thing it might just be that you go out for a walk and that's it. If you do that, you're so much closer to your goal than the person who did nothing. And so when you put it in that respect, like this isn't, this isn't, your, this isn't a permission slip to do the minimum of things. I'm not saying that at all. You know, don't go around and go, Leanne says I only have to go for a walk a day and then know i'll be living a health no you you know this is when things are really getting on top of you and at this time of year and particularly say next week when the kids are off school as well you know things are going to feel overwhelming some days and so if all you could do is just go for a walk outside it's such a great thing for your mental health give yourself a break get your steps in feel good about yourself you are just that little bit closer. You're always moving forward. So always think about that. Always think about how can I move forward? How can I move a little bit closer to my goal? What is it today or tomorrow that I can do? Don't think about what you can't do because that's just ruining your head of guilt. Change the narrative and think about what is it that you can do? And then you start looking at things so much more positively and it will feel so much lighter. And it won't be this burden. Living a healthy lifestyle shouldn't feel like a burden. And that's what's really key. That's what's really important. Okay. Right. That's all the questions. I hope um, that they helped. But if you've got any questions, then please get in touch. I am on Instagram. Coach Pollyanne, and yeah, I'd love to. If you have any questions you want for the podcast, I'd love to add them. Okay, take.